0: sacred space here at New Life at Calvary. We are so excited to worship you, Lord. We are so excited to declare that we believe in a living God, that we know you, Lord Jesus, and that you know us. We are so grateful, Holy Spirit, for your love, your grace, your kindness. And we would pray, Lord, that you would just take hold of all of our hearts, all of our minds, all of our spirits, Holy Spirit. We want to be about you today. And we pray that you would encourage us, that you would help us along our journey today, Lord. Help us to be inspired, Lord, to keep on keeping on. Help us to know, Lord, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So we appoint this time to you, Lord, dedicating ourselves to you, Holy Spirit. And we give you all the honor, glory, and praise through your name. It's in the mighty and holy name all God's people said, Amen Amen. And we want all rise with a uh, praise team and a praise band to sing just want to praise you. If you're able, even in your homes, to stand
1: USA. He was the 44th President of the United States from 2009 to 2017 and was the first African American to hold office. Before winning the presidency, Obama represented Illinois in the U.S. Senate from 2005 to 2008. He was the third African American elected in Illinois since 1877. In 2009, he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for his extraordinary efforts to strengthen international diplomacy and cooperation between peoples. Obama's father, Barack Obama Sr., is from Kenya, and his mother, S. Ann Dunham, grew up in Kansas, Texas. Before her family moved to Hawaii, Barack Obama was born in Hawaii, too. (coughs) Obama attended occasional Occidental College in Columbia University. He studied political science. While a summer associate in 1989 at the Chicago law firm of Sidney Austin, Obama met Chicago native Michelle Robinson, a young lawyer at the firm. The two married in 1992. In 1996, he was elected to the Illinois Senate, where he most notably helped pass legislation and tightened campaign finance regulations, expanded health care to poor families, and reformed criminal justice welfare laws. In 2004, he was elected to the US Senate. Obama took a number of steps that indicated a significant shift in tone as president. Some Some of the most notable things he did was end the war in Iraq, signed an Affordable Care Act, signed the Affordable Care Act, eliminated enemies of the US, Pass an American stimulus plan and increased benefits and support for U.S. veterans.
2: Good morning. God is so good, and we are blessed to have another day to worship God and to praise God and to be thankful to Him and to bless each other as we gather together to encourage one another in life and love on each other. As they say. Amen. Amen? Amen? All right. Our scripture reading this morning is uh, Old Testament it's from Joshua 22, 1 through 5. And our New Testament is 11, 28, 28, 30, excuse me. All right, first let us pray just for a moment again our hearts. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, for your love, your mercies in our lives and towards us. And Lord, we ask that uh, you would illuminate these words, your word, to our hearts that we may, we need, may we live and lead lives according to your purpose and your will and your plan. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Who invented my glasses? <laughs> <laughs> I know Gary Morrison a invented the traffic light. But I don't know who had it. <laughs> All right. Joshua 22. Then Joshua summoned the Rehobians, Gadites, and half tribe of the Masonites. I practiced this too. Yes. and said to them, "You have done all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded, and you have obeyed me in everything I commanded. For a long time now, to this very day, you have not deserted your fellow Israelites." but have carried out the mission of the Lord your God gave you. Now that the Lord your God has given them rest as he promised, return to your homes in the land that Moses the servant of the Lord gave you on the other side of Jordan. But be very careful to keep the commandment and the law that Moses the servant of the Lord gave you to love the Lord your God. To walk in obedience to him. To keep his commands. And to hold fast to him. And serve him with all your hearts. And with all your soul. Amen. 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 Alright. Our New Testament reading again is. Matthew. The. 11th chapter. 28 through 30. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The word of God for the people of God. God. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Susan. New Life at Calvary, we are just so excited to be able to celebrate Black History Month, Valentine's Day, and to reflect on the different moments that make life special. We have a very special guest with us today. His name is Mr. Obi Shelton. Praise God. And this time, you all know how we tease and say someone flew in all the way from, from for us. They were that special, we were that honored that they just flew in. Well, guess what? He really did fly in this time, right? (laughs) He had to go to a funeral, was out of town yesterday, and flew in and got back last night. So we want to just look in your program, you will see that there's some details about Obie's life. It says he reported news in Northeast Ohio television and radio for more than 30 years. For the last 13 years, he has been the director of communications for the Cleveland Clerk, of course, where he coordinates the outreach program in the neighborhood. Clerk staff members regularly go to churches and community centers to help residents address traffic warrants and other minor minor legal issues. They are joined by more than a dozen community organizations who help attendees become legal drivers and productive citizens. Obi is the executive director of the Cleveland's African American Cultural Garden Association. The association is fundraising to finish the construction of a garden monument, honoring and celebrating the contributions of African Americans to Northeast Ohio and the entire nation. He also produces videos online for neighborhood nonprofits. Active in his church, he is known as much for his violin playing as his news reporting. In addition, he is a board member and co-chair of the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee for the Cleveland Music Settlement, where he took private lessons as a child. We're going to take a moment and just give a praise offering and welcome Mr. Obi Shelton to the Lakshadows.
3: Well, good morning, New Calvary, and thank you, Pastor Kelly. And what time does your service start?
0: Ten o'clock. <laughs> and, um,
3: my apologies. Two, I was supposed to be here two weeks ago, yeah, like and you. I got the time confused. You know, I've, I've been uh, talking to a number of churches, and I uh, confused about the time. But I'm I'm here now, yeah. and yeah. so good to, uh, to to be here with you. And I'm so glad that this is a, a month where we're uh, focusing on the accomplishments of African-Americans, they're just focusing on the history. Um, and I have a, a perspective that I'm sure a lot of you share, that it's one thing to just look at the history as some as somehow um, happenstance, right? Things just kind of happen, some bad things happen, or you can look at it as part of a grand plan of the creator, savior, sustainer, comforter to actually take a people that were in one situation and bring them out into a a, a place where they are prosperous. You know, um, if our, our categorizing of our past is complicated, you know, it's not precise, but if you identify as an African American, that is when the form comes around, you check that, unless you are a very small minority like Barack Obama, you can be rest you can rest assured that somebody in your family history came here in chains.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like, uh, and now you may not know, like I don't know, I, I can't trace it back, but I recognize somebody in my past came here in chains. And then not only that, someone else in your family, in my family, was liberated from those chains, one way or another. Either they did it on their own, they escaped, or they were able to buy their freedom, or they were made free uh, as a result of the Emancipation Proclamation, or the Civil War, the Thirteenth Amendment. All of those things contributed to a throwing off of one level of slavery. At least where you're not in bondage. Yes. We're still working on the other part, but we were able to get out of that where nobody legally owns us, right? And then somebody else in your family came from the South, probably, you might be able to trace this history, to the North for opportunity to get away from Jim Crow. And when they came here, they were able to, despite all of the obstacles, despite all of the challenges, despite all of the discrimination, redlining, and all that, they were able to uh, get jobs, whatever jobs were available. They were able to buy property. They, uh, you know, would buy homes and, and land. And I'm talking now about maybe your grandparents, your parents, or maybe even you. And they were able to put their kids through school. And now, they, and then the kids go to some of the finest universities. And then those children are now released either to our community or to other communities, and are making major contributions. You know. I, my parents are one of those ones that came, well, my grandfather came from Louisiana, he came up to Pittsburgh, and then my father went came from Pittsburgh to Cleveland to pastor a church here in Cleveland. He had three sons, one of them taught music uh, in Mentor for about uh, 30 years, got awards, one of them manages a, uh, a CVS pharmacy in Bay Village, and one of them recorded news for 30 years in Cleveland, <laughs> right? so. Yeah, so you you can praise God for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and all of us have those stories. So I I recognize this as the amazing grace of God, yes. who can take situations that are depressing and or make are puzzling. I mean, a tornado comes in the Northeast Ohio, and where does it decide to land? Right? <laughs> of all the places. Uh, uh, 79 and you yeah. Now, why is that? We can't answer that question But we believe in the grace of God That somehow, He's going to take all things And work them together for our good and for yeah. His glory right? yeah. That's what I thought about Amazing Grace So let me share that song with you now That's one of my favorite songs to play Uh, Nate, uh, appointed as the executive director of the African American Cultural Garden. Now, I'm curious, how many people know where that is? Wow!
4: Okay! This
3: might be the biggest um, percentage of people. You know, I have spoke in a lot of churches, usually it's half to less than half, right? So, well, I, you know, I, I, I had problems with this uh, video earlier today and um, I wasn't able to get the sound working, but... Um, it won't be that important let me get this in. he does know the password okay. <laughs> of oh, right. okay. All right. so if you know it's on um, Martin Luther King Drive those of you who didn't raise your hands at the St. Clair uh, exit now if you know where it is you probably know that it has been in process for 63 years. We have been working on this thing back in, uh, since 1961. Uh, There was a councilman who uh, proposed this and it's been uh, been taking all kinds of twists and turns. And so uh, they brought me on and said, can you help us bring this thing home? So I've been speaking in our community, trying to raise awareness for the garden because when it's finished, I'm not going to look at it just as a, a piece of stone and uh, and and, uh, and granite. Uh, it's going to be a, monu- uh, a testament to me of God's grace to me and everybody who shares my history. Um, now, there's a video on here, and I won't be able to. You won't be able to hear, it, but I'm going to narrate it.
1: Yeah. The, oh, now you can hear it. The, the African American Cultural Garden one of the many cultural gardens on Martin Luther King Drive, celebrates the African-American experience. part of the garden is already completed on the upper level. It represents the past with the door of no return. You can walk between the black granite walls and imagine the fearful experience of those taken from Africa in tight quarters on slave ships.
2: This is Danita Harris from News 5. What has not been built yet is a channel for water that cascades down the hill, representing the Middle Passage on the Atlantic Ocean. It leads to a black-branded terrace that will host events. It is etched with the Little Dipper and the North Star, which guided thousands of enslaved people to freedom in the north. I'm Wayne Dawson. The water will continue to flow down the hillside in reference to the Ohio
3: River and the Great Lakes that facilitate the journey to a better life. It also marks the continued struggle of black people to the present. The garden will end at Martin Luther King Drive. The entire structure will symbolize the spirit and tremendous resilience of our parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents who came from the South to a better life in the North. This is Harry Boomer. The future platform beside the MLK Boulevard's walking trail will have benches and a water feature that gives homage to our past and hope to our future generations that anything is possible regardless of the challenges. This is Old shelter. Let's finish it. The African-American Cultural Garden has a portion already built at the top of the hill. With your help, it will cover the entire hill as a magnificent tribute to those who came before us as well as a symbol of pride and hope for future generations. We need your donation of money, time, and energy to make it happen. Everybody can contribute something. We can do it. Click the support button to get involved. Let's finish. Hello, everyone. I'm Leon Booth. The African-American okay so uh, those my friends helped me to uh, to put that together just to give you an overview that we finished part of it but we got to come on down the hill uh, so my drive for the last year has been let's finish it because I believe that if we learn if, if we spread the word about the garden and if we're very close to finishing at this point I believe it's going to get done so my ask today I have a bunch of literature here that I brought and I um, If you could take these and and, and pass them on to your uh, families, friends, relatives, uh, there's a QR code on there, or you can go to our website, and you'll be able to see this video. Show them that video. I believe that once you see it, once you see that plan and see how grand it's going to be, it's going to be the grandest of all of those gardens along Martin Luther King Drive. Now, I will be honest with you that um, this past week, we had some developments that very well could advance us uh, some blessings, uh, we're having some meetings tomorrow that could advance us to that a lot quicker than I expected. But even if we get there, our goal is going to be then to establish an endowment fund so that we can maintain it for years, right? Make sure that all, all those pipes that, uh, that, that, uh, that, that walk, they're going to supply that water. We have to clean them. Uh, when it gets cold, you have to maintain that. Plus, we can develop an educational component so that you're just not coming there and looking at a structure. Number one, we will be able to have all of our events, it will be our place to have a wedding, to have a family reunion on that terrace that you saw that has the, the North Star on it. 300 people can fit on that terrace. Wow. And so you could have all kinds of things. You could have a lecture, you could have a concert. They're all on that terrace. And so it'll be our place to hang out. Plus, if we can close that gap now with these meetings uh, uh, coming up this next week, we will be able to then move into an educational component where what I see is QR codes around there where you put your phone and see a video about uh, you know Martin Luther King or whoever. All these cl- cl- people in Cleveland, some of them you know you know Garrett Morgan and those you've heard their names. There are a whole lot of people whose names you haven't heard because they haven't made it in the history books, but they are part of our families. Probably maybe part of your family. Maybe your grandfather or grandmother had a, the first was part of the first. Uh, let's say mortuary on Cedar, way back when. We have all that rich history, and we can make that all a part. So that we, you know, our that's our place to hang out, and it will tell our story, and it will be open for the entire Cleveland community. So, uh, if you can take that uh, brochure with you, and um, you may be hearing before the end, of the end of the month some developments with this. Um, but in any case, we want to make sure that we get the word around that that's going to be our spot. Right. That's where yeah. we're going to hang out. So let's finish. Thank you for your time. Right. Praise
0: God. That was awesome, wasn't it, everybody? Oh, are you excited? Praise God. To be a part of something so beautiful and special as African Americans in Cleveland? Praise God. Thank you, O.B., for sharing that. Um, Saints, can anyone tell me what time it is? It's offering time. And what did we say? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Isn't it good to be able to give back to God? Amen. Amen. And so Obi has encouraged us to be able to give and support the African-American Cultural Guards. Amen. And I, I know some of you are wondering, how can we do so much? We're being asked a lot, amen. We got to recover from a tornado. We helping Wade Park. We helping the Rotulu home in Nigeria. But I love when Sylvia always says, we can walk and chew bubblegum at the same time, amen. Can you walk and chew bubblegum at the same time? And we have a God that we can never outgive, can we? If we are faithful in our giving, God will be faithful to us, amen. So I want you all to just pray in your heart. Obi has challenged us, but it is also the is the second Second Sunday? Sunday. Thank you. Thank you. It's the second Sunday. And on the second Sunday, our special offering also goes to support our prison ministry. And don't forget, you're per capita. Y'all did so good last week. I didn't even have to put y'all names in the bulletin. (laughs) But Some of y'all didn't, and your name will be in next week. So make sure you turn in your pet per capita. As our ushers come forward, let us open our hearts in prayer. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, that you have chosen us to be your givers. Thank you for looking upon us and knowing, Lord, that we can meet the challenge. We can help the African American Cultural Garden to finish their project, Holy Spirit. We can help people all the way over in Nigeria in our orphanage. We can help those that are incarcerated right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. And we can continue to support ourselves here at New Life at Calvary because we can do all things, Holy Spirit, through you who give us strength. So gracious and holy God, we will pray that you would bless us as we give. Bless these tithes and offerings, Lord, that they would serve you, serve your community, your people, Holy Spirit, and amplify and multiply, Lord, so that we can do the work you have called us to do. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. As our ushers are collecting our offering for those of you that are online, We thank you for being a part of the service today. And don't forget, you can participate in the offering too. You can go ahead right now to www.nlact.tv and you can establish your online giving account. For those that like to use cash App, go ahead and put the dollar sign in, the number two NLAC and your offering comes right to us. And those that like to mail in your offering, our address is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio. 404-103. We thank you again for being a part of the service, and we will now be blessed with the spiritual Negro, Negro song, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot by Sharon Thomas, Amen. followed by Pastor Antonius with our message for today. Discipline, take my yoga. Good morning. Good morning.
5: Good morning. I sing, Pastor Kelly found a little bit of history about this song, Swing Low Sweet Chariot. Written by Swing Low Sweet Chariot was composed by Wallace Willis, a Choctaw freedman in the old Indian Territory in what is now Choctaw County, near the county seat of Hugo. Oklahoma sometimes, after 1865, he may have been inspired by the sight of the Red River by which he was toiling, which reminded him of the Jordan River and of the prophet Elijah being taken to heaven by a chariot, 2 Kings 2:11. Some sources claim that this song and "Steal Away, also sung by Willis, had lyrics that referred to the Underground Railroad, the freedom movement that helped black people escape from Southern slavery to the North and Canada. Alexander Reed, a minister at the Old Spencer Academy, a Choctaw boarding school, heard Willis singing these two songs and transcribed the words and melodies. He sent the music to the Jubilee Singers of Fisk University in Nashville, Tennessee. The Jubilee Singers popularized the songs during a tour of the United States and Europe.
6: Hey, good morning church. Good morning. Come on, I gotta say it all the time. This is the day the Lord has made. What are we gonna do? Rejoice. Rejoice!
4: What are we gonna
6: do? Rejoice! Rejoice and be glad in it. So today we are gonna be talking about our sermon series, Disciple. And last week we had our first sermon by Pastor Kelly. Does anybody remember what that was? Senior bulletin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow me, the call to the Get that man a star. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Follow me, the <laughs> call. Pastor Kelly. What was your sermon last
0: week? Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Follow
6: me. And what is my sermon this week? Take my, Take oil. Oil. Take my yoke and learn. Learn, learn from Jesus. Let's go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you for calling us to discipleship. Lord, speak to our hearts. And move us from where we are to where it is you would have us to be, in Jesus' name, Amen. amen. So discipleship. Tell your neighbor, I am a disciple. I am. A disciple. Now, tell y'all the neighbor, you are a disciple. You are. Does anybody know? Remember what a disciple is from last week? Person that
0: follows
6: the. Not you, PK. <laughs> huh? A learner. What else? A believer in what? that follows the master teacher by the name of Jesus. Jesus. Okay, very good class. So we did learn something from last week. So as disciples, the main idea today is that Jesus calls us to follow him, learn from him. And unlike teachers of his day, they were pretty harsh, put a lot of rules. There were a lot of things that people couldn't keep up with. You know, there were the Ten Commandments. Anybody ever not broke one of the Ten Commandments before? In addition to the 603 laws that they also put on people, on top of that, anybody able to do that? Nobody, right? Nobody. Only Jesus could do it, though, right? Jesus says, "My yoke is easy and my burden is light." He is patient and kind, gentle, lowly in spirit. Now we all remember our favorite teachers, don't we? Some of us in our 70s and 80s got memory problems, but they know their favorite teacher, don't they? Does anybody remember your favorite teacher? Mine was Miss Kapler, third grade. She's my Facebook friend today. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Miss Jasper. Jasper. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Miss Elmira Clements. Elmira Clements. Anybody else? Miss Bevins. Okay. In the back, Joseph. Who was that? Mr. Workman. Okay. And similarly, we know our. Most unlike teachers, don't we, right? We're not going to name no names. (laughs) So, Jesus' ways are not lengthy. They're not a heavy list of rules or regulations. He said the first two, there's two main commandments. What are they? Love the Lord your God with what? All your heart, mind, soul, strength. And the second is what? Love your neighbor neighbor as you love yourself. We love ourselves, don't we? Right. You know how God put that on the last of those two commandments, self. So, in order to learn anything, you have to be willing to open. So, your neighbor, be willing to be open. Be open and open. I don't know if you all know it, but there are seven different ways that people learn. Some of them include audio, visual, working together, analytical, and kinesthetic. I'm a kinesthetic person mostly. Where sometimes you have to bump your head to learn We have some people like that no. <laughs> And think about what, how, what ways Do you learn in general So when we go from learning in general We have to think about How do we learn from Jesus You have to be able to leave behind Like Pastor Kelly said last week What you know or what you thought you know And press forward To what God is calling you to to the rewards of discipleship. So, you know, there are rewards for discipleship. There are rewards Two weeks ago, I had the pleasure of going to our National Church Conference with Mrs. Yarbrough and Miss Hazel Hicks, and we had a great time. We enjoyed the sunshine, the southern cooking, and we learned something, okay? The topic of the whole series, oh, somebody got something to say back there. We learned that we are chronologically, chronologically smarter. Su- smarter.
7: They are <laughs> <laughs> They are chronologically superior and
6: smarter than pastor intent. Okay. <laughs> That's what she learned. Okay. <laughs> but I learned the topic was the whole conference was about discipleship. I mean every breakout class from art to church business to youth, everything surrounded discipleship, and that's actually in line with what we're learning today, isn't it? Yes. The topic is called metanoia, which means repent in Hebrew. Matthew 4 17 says, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. You've already heard that scripture before, haven't you? And in the very next scripture, verse 18, he calls the disciples. Why do you think Jesus asked them to repent? then called them into ministry. Because you need a certain amount of repentance, you need a certain amount of humility to move forward with Christ. We don't have the answers God does. Now, I'm not saying that you ain't learned nothing in the past. 2023 was a good year. 2022 was a good year. But now, the scripture says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? And you have to stay open and ready to learn from Christ. Sometimes we have roadblocks like pride, I already know what I'm doing. Or also negativity. What you
4: doing?
6: Um, Also, um, fault findings. There's many different types of roadblocks that can really impede our progress. But we have to stay focused on the main thing. When we follow Christ, there are rewards. There's rest. Take a number. There's rest. There's 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 ease. ease. Land. Land. Needs are supplied. Say it again, your needs are supplied Your needs are supplied Jesus died so we can have an abundant life Not just here on earth, but after earth Amen We need eternal rest We need natural rest We need salvation from God A disciple is a follower of Christ Relational And reproducible This person Also responds in faith And obedience Are, Are you obedient? (laughs) And a flourishing Disciple as taught by our denomination um, Gets the most Out when they are open to God Open to public Teaching and open to being Relational with others The Trinity itself, the Father The Son and the Holy Spirit is Relational in nature So if we're created in the image of God Guess what we are? Relational it's okay to do things on your own. However, we, we get the best. We are best together when we learn together. Now, let's take a look at our scripture again. Joshua 22. I'll give you a chance to pull it out. Joshua 22, verses 1 through 5. And I'm going to read the New International Version, the NIV. And this is when the Eastern tribes are returning home. Joshua 22, verses 1 through 5. We're going to do Bible study. Verse 20, verse 1. Then Joshua summoned the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half tribe of Manasseh. In other words, those are three tribes of the Israel, Israelites, the people of God. So Joshua summoned the people of God. Verse 2. You have done all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. And you, one, obeyed in everything. Tell your neighbor, obey. Obey. Amen. Verse 3, for a long time now to this very day, you have not deserted your fellow Israelites, but carried out the mission. Take your neighbor relational. relational. Now that the Lord your God, verse 4, has given them rest as promised. Uh-oh, they're seeing promises now. Amen. They're getting blessing now. Return home. A blessing to have a home, isn't it? Return home in the land that, the, that Moses Servant of the Lord gave you, not earned, gave to you on the other side of the Jordan. For those of you Bible scholars, what's on the other side of the Jordan? What is that land called? The promised land. Oh, we got some promised lands to get you on earth, don't we? Oh, we want our blessings, not just to sweet by and by. We want our blessings today and the nasty now and now, right? How many of y'all want to go to your promised land? How many of you have a dream or desire in your heart that God put in your heart to pursue in your life? Yes. We all have a promised land. So, this is a clear picture of what disciples do and what they look like and the rewards that come from following the Lord. They obey, they are relational, see promises, and receive blessings. Now, let's move on to verse 5. But be very careful. Tell you never be very careful. Be
0: very careful.
6: Keep the commandments and the law that Moses gave you. Love the Lord your God. Walk in obedience. Keep his commands. Hold fast to him. Serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. That sounds like what Jesus said, doesn't it? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love others as you love yourself. When you get to your promised land, you have to remain humble. To keep moving forward, because guess what? You can go backwards. God will sometimes—we'll see many times in the Bible—God will take them to a good promised land, and when they don't listen, what happened? They got in trouble. They got in trouble. So we have to remain humble. To so your neighbor, remain humble. Let's look at Matthew eleven chapter. Matthew chapter eleven verses twenty-eight through thirty. Verse twenty-nine says. Verse twenty-eight says, "Come to me." All you are weary and burdened. Anybody weary today? Anybody feel burdened by any situation in their life? It says, I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me. What is a yoke? An egg yoke? No.
4: (laughs) A yoke at that time
6: was a piece of wood that went around an animal's neck and it joined that animal to another animal so they couldn't move and they could take and haul a heavy load. Jesus says, I want to break the yoke off of your neck. I want to break the addictions. I want to break the false teachings. I want to break what you think you know and give you a better way, an easier way, rest. Something you don't have to work for, praise God. It says in verse 29, for I am gentle and humble in heart, you will find rest for your souls. This is a familiar invitation from Jesus. And it's important that we need to stop and recognize that there is a call to discipleship, and it's invitational. It's not a demand. Learn. Jesus is gentle. Jesus is humble. Follow him and be gentle. Follow him and be humble. Tell your neighbor, be gentle. Be humble. Think about the ways that you are serving God today, or even in New Life at Calvary, wherever God has you serving. Are you gentle? Are you humble? Do you reflect God? Are you relational? Are you open to public teaching? Are you weary? Are you striving? Are you sick? Are you frustrated? Are you grieving? Are you sad? Maybe the question isn't, are you weary? But how weary are you? Yes. Matthew 11 says, all things have been committed to me, Jesus by the Father and I will give you rest. Not earn it and not work for it. It's a given, unmerited favor, a gift. So my, think about your own path of discipleship. My path came to started with my mom. My mom gave me a firm foundation, praise the Lord for her. Amen. Brought me up in church, but when I became sixteen, you know uh, traditional teenagers act like they sixteen, praise the Lord. And so one day, <laughs> my mom, uh I, it was Sunday morning. My nephew is three months younger than me, so we were like best friends growing up. And he spent the night. And it was Sunday morning. Mama said, We're going to church. I said, We're going to church. And I just said, um, you gonna make him go to church too? Ain't that your grandson? She said, That's not my child. Well, you are my child, and we going to church. I don't want to go to church. you to go to church. Needless to say, I made it to church that <laughs> day. My mama drugged me to church, amen. amen. But I still have those drugs in my system, Thank praise you, the Lord. Lord. When you. I got up to college now, I, mean, I thought I was growing to do whatever I wanted to. I don't really have to go to church, but it didn't feel right. right. The drugs were still in my system. Because, see, what happened was I had a personal relationship with God. I got a personal relationship with Christ and I learned about the Holy Spirit and I invited my friends to church I learned about tithing I learned about serving at church and guess what as I was taught my finances went up my opportunities went up and on top of that I began to my skills and my gifts went up as I served Amen. there are blessings when you serve the Lord yes Even today, people see the transformation. My friends, those same friends, see the transformation that has happened and they want it for themselves and their kids. Being a disciple is relational and reproducible. They asked me to baptize their children. I mean, you don't know the honor to hear that your friends that were coming to church would say, can you baptize my child? Can you bless my child? Can you tell me more about Jesus Christ? Can you tell me what is the next Bible study? That's important. And it is a light that shines in you. So when you transform in your life, people around you are looking at you too. And they're gonna want what you have. Amen. Being a disciple is reproducible. We are molded, shaped, and transformed into the likeness of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And Jesus has traded his life for ours. And invited us to come into relationship with Him. Not rules and regulations. And it's more than just joining a church. It's about getting to know God, getting to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, seeing blessing and favor in your life and moving forward. We can't, our purpose in life is to know God and serve God. That's our only purpose. That is our only purpose in life.
1: So when we get
6: the invitation, He says, come, find rest and learn. We have to first respond to Jesus' invitation. Admit that we are overburdened, we are weary, and we need help. And accept his yoke. Hitch our lives to the life of Jesus Christ. Pray. Read the word. Join a church in your community. New Life at Calvary. Serve others. And see what God will do in your own life. I love what the scripture says about timing. Test me in this and see if I will not pour out a blessing for heaven. You, and my, Your cup is going to be running over. God is good. And it's important as a disciple to give everything in your life yeah. to the Lord. So, as we continue on our path to discipleship, we have to remain humble and stay his to Christ, our gentle and lowly King. And God will do a great work in your lives. Yeah. Let's pray together. Lord, I am overburdened. needy. Thank you, Lord, that you have invited me into a relationship with you. Thank you, Lord, that you have so many good things for us in our lives today. So we just say thank you, Lord, for just being our father and also being our friend and calling us to have the best life we possibly can have on this earth, Lord. And God, as we are changing and moving in the walk of Christ, Lord, God, we just ask To just to let our light shine so that all men can see that you are good and that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. You did send him to die for us. And you have a good plan for us, Lord. We just want to say thank you, Lord, for the good shepherd. And help us to commit our life to learning from you. Thank you, Lord, for your yoke is easy and your ways are gentle. Their burden is light, God. And there is no one like you on this earth. So we just say thank you. We pray for those that still don't know you as Lord and Savior today. Move their hearts, God, and help them to just accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior as well. In Jesus' mighty name we pray today. Amen. Amen. We are now going to have a selection. From the praise team and the praise band, I love you, Lord, today. And myself and Pastor Kelly and the lay pastors will come around, and we're going to pray for you. So we ask you if you're able to just rise to your feet. You are just with us. You know the desires of our heart. You know where we are. You know the burdens. When we, God, we just ask you to lift us up, Holy Spirit, right where we are, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Praise God.
0: Wasn't that a beautiful message? Pastor To each other and Pastor Antonio talked about obedience, right. and uh, he said his name is the derivative of obedience. Praise right? God! I love right. that. Right. I love that. So, God is good. Right. Yes. So um, make sure, I'm not going to read every single announcement because we already over 11 o'clock and y'all know how I feel about that. I do want to say, make sure to say happy birthday to our birthday folks, Andre Brooks Jr., that's Cindy Craig Fry's grandson, and my baby girl, Whitney Bryant, y'all. <laughs> She's not here today. She went to go to church with another uh, a friend of hers, but Whitney will be 29, praise God. <laughs> I want you all to... Just to highlight a few things, wow. uh, we do have a congregational meeting, so I'm glad to see all of y'all. Stay right after. We're going to get started. Yeah. It's very quick, because remember Nacy, the River of Life service still goes right after us. Don't forget, we need you guys for the food pantry. It is a blessing. Our ministries have been limited, but we've been able to still give food to the community. So if you need food, a family member needs food, let Ruth know, myself, Sylvia, Gail, we can all take the information. <laughs> Uh, so um, Pastor Antonio, let somebody know and um, we will make sure to reserve your bag Ash Wednesday is this week. Praise God. We will have an 1130 service here It's going to be one hour in the gym and then the seven o'clock service will be over at Bridge City Please make sure to pay attention to Holy Week. We got a lot happening for Holy Week. Praise God We're going to be spending time with Bridge City Church over on the west side, as well as St. Mark's Presbyterian Church in Beechwood. So we want you all to make sure to pay attention to all of the announcements. We have received some money, y'all. Well, not directly, indirectly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> indirectly. But we have, uh, the, the, if you look at the announcement today, Congressman, Congresswoman Chantel Brown's office has announced that we were, our church was one of the recipients of grant funding that will allow us to go ahead and finish the application process for the National Historic Register of Places. Wait, let me get this right. The National Register of Historic Places. And that is truly an honor to be nationally recognized for our history. Praise God. Because we got a lot of history here, don't we? So... keep praying for us that money will be used for our application process because it is an expensive process and we are among six churches the uh advent evangelical lutheran church emmanuel baptist church the greater abyssinia baptist church greater friendship baptist church nazarene baptist church so we are the presbyterians hallelujah So we just uh, celebrate and thank God. So please pay attention to your um, bulletin. I do want to make sure to recognize, Reverend Benaci, are you here? There you go. I'm so used to you (laughs) sitting (laughs) on my side. Reverend Benaci, would you like to introduce, uh, so River of Life as a, a part of us in a way that Sometimes, like Reverend Benaci is pastor of River of Life, but he's also a member of New Life in Calvary. And he has a guest that he wants to welcome today. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, This brother was the the financial man for my church in Philadelphia. He was so honest and hardworking. Even when I left the church in their hand and came to Cleveland, Still carry on the work of God, but today he has decided finally to come and stay in Cleveland. And I told him, As you have come to stay in Cleveland, you have to be where I am. (laughs) Hallelujah! And we found a place for him, he's currently living with Pastor Rick. I want to uh, introduce him, Brother Prosper. Can you please stand up? So, he, by the special grace of God, he's gonna be a member of New River Recovery, as I am, and also a member of the River of Light International. Yay. Thank you. So, his name is Prosper. Praise God. And we welcome you, Prosper, and Reverend Benesi was sharing that he is going to have dual membership with New Life at Calvary, as well as the River of Life, so he'll begin to, to go through the membership process with us here at New Life at Calvary, so we welcome you, Brother Prosper, thank you for being here. All right, y'all know I always forget something, so what have I forgotten? Jess? Who can? No. Oh, <laughs> Carrie! <laughs> Jerry did an outstanding job yesterday, you all. He performed downtown at the Music Box with his crew, and they did a celebration of Luther Vandross, and I mean, they just yeah. hit it out the ballpark, praise God. Yeah. They did a fantastic job. Jerry very humbly sang background vocals. He did a great job, so he played and was a background singer. So we say, we celebrate you and thank you for the invitation. To Anna. Oh, oh! Pay attention in the bulletin. Praise got a history moment. Anna Sackurum, who is going to be graduating law school in the spring. She was part of the history-making swearing in ceremony at the mayor's office for the Cleveland Commission on Black Women and Girls. The commission is dedicated to advocating, initiating, and championing programs and legislation aimed at enhancing outcomes for black women and girls, as well as their families and communities. So congratulations, Anna. Congratulations, Gail and Jasmine. And so uh, I think I'm looking around. You. Uh, is Tawana here? Yeah. I got your, I got some things. I don't want to miss giving them to you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so, so,
2: so real quick. Um, this is on Wednesday. Uh, the, the, um, uh, that the, um, the, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to make try really it quick. The um, Wednesday service, Ash Wednesday service it starts at 7 o'clock at Bridge City. Um, Anyone that wants to sing with the choir, they're having choir members from both Bay, uh, New Life in Calgary, and at um, Red City. So, if, uh, rehearsal is, uh, starts at five, but you can't get there until 5.30, come on anyhow. The so, they're looking for people that sing. All
0: right, but those that can't really sing, stand in the back <laughs> and sing as loud as you want. <laughs> um.
7: play Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm the lead. It's called Right to Bear Arms. It's about gun violence. So you all should come. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Saturday, Friday, and Saturday, it's at 7 p.m. and then Sunday, it's at 3. It's $5. I think school events. the Arts. You all know
0: Jasmine is an actress at Cleveland School of the Arts, and so she uh, is in the theater program. And her play is this coming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And she's inviting everyone. So I will send out an email with all the information and how to pay and and to go and support those of us that have gone to her plays. We all know Jasmine does a fantastic job. So we're looking forward to another good job. And don't forget, Jasmine is in her senior year, so she will be graduating this year. Praise God. Yeah, is it at your school this time,
7: Jasmine? Yes, it's
0: exactly.
7: cash only $5. Oh, it's cash $5. only, five dollars.
0: So do you have? You can just show up. Mm-hmm. What time is it?
7: Friday and Saturday is at seven, and Sunday Sundays at three.
0: Friday and Saturday it's at seven o'clock, and is at three o'clock. But again, I'll email it all the information. So that's an easy way to go in. Can kids come? Mm-hmm. Okay, kids can go. It's profanity though. It's about good oh, violence. okay. It's some profanity in it. It's about good violence, but kids can't come. Yes, um, currently. um It's
2: time for the 100 Women course again. So, if any women? Michael, go. I, I want to Yeah, never want to talk to <laughs> <laughs> Okay, starting this Thursday. It's time for the 100 Women Course. It starts, You know, practicing again. We sing, um, and it helps. Uh, it helps the young people when they're coming out of foster care, um, get a foot on, get getting back into the world. That's why um, the money's go. So if anybody, all women, if you want to sing, see, see Susan or um, Pastor Kelly or, you know, you,
3: you. you. or you, Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
0: you all, it's so good to see everybody here. If you all didn't get the welcome when you first got here today, please know that you're welcome, especially our first time guests. I see some newbies out there, so welcome to New Life at Calvary, we're glad you're here. Can we all uh, stand for the benediction? Gracious and holy God, as we prepare to depart from this place, but never from your sight, Holy Spirit, may we take all the fruit of your precious Holy Spirit so that we can serve as your disciples in this world. Give us more of your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, your faithfulness, and your self-control, Lord. We want to make a difference in this world on your behalf. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen.